Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's enchanting episode of Totem. Enchanting. Oh, we better be. Well, I'm going to press delete. Um, as always, my name's Mark Smith. And I am Helen Fruin, who will be deleted if I'm not enchanting. Enchant me, darling. Um, so, this week's very special. Um, relatively, I think. I think it's a special one. I think it's a special It's one. exciting for me. It's exciting for everybody. The world, in fact. Um, we are going to be talking about your book. Ta-da! Uh, as we've hinted at once or twice, Helen has been in the process of writing a book for a little while. There is now a more than draft copy floating about. In fact, full manuscript going full through manuscript. the editing process. It has indeed, and it's been sent off to a few beta readers for their mm. feedback. Uh, the publisher has it in her hands. Mm. So that's very exciting. So today we're going to talk about the book, the journey that you've been on to write the book. It's had a few twists and turns mm-hmm. along the way. And I'm going to guess that this episode is really aimed at anybody who's thinking about writing a book, um, where to start, where to start again, where to have a little breakdown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Breakdowns are a necessary part of the journey. <laughs> I, I was surprised to learn that that is actually true. It's not a, it's not a glib statement. So, And I guess it's also uh, just interesting for anyone who's heard about the book launch coming up at the end of November or beginning of December. Roughly, rough time scale. Roughly. And wants to know more about the journey. Absolutely. And I think, you know, full disclosure, this does link to some of the thinking we have behind this podcast and how it may evolve. Uh, Some feedback in the wind that um, people would like more of Helen. And whilst I'm trying not to take that personally, the, the book does form part of your journey, both inside and outside of Totem. And, you know, going forward in January, there are sort of ruminations that uh, the book and the podcast and, you know, part of your branding, if you like, mm. are going to evolve in step, which is actually really quite exciting, I think. Um, so, yeah, let, let's dive into your book. What on earth is it called? What is it? It's called Better Than Confidence. Nice. And it's about the really useless, vague feedback or advice that most of us have been given at some point in our lives that we need to be more confident. Mm -hmm. Or if you just had more confidence, you could do this. Or we believe it ourselves. Oh, I can't go for that promotion until I feel more confident. I may be guilty of giving people that feedback. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I have also... I know of at least once in my life when I've told someone, you just need to be more confident. Mm. And it's just utter crap. Utter crap. And what we we need is not confidence. We need something better than confidence. We need useful thinking tools. And that's what the book is all about. Excellent. And so is it is it a big book? Is it a little book? What <laughs> kind of book is it? I mean, um, so there's a many. So I'm, I'm thinking yeah, I've got obviously yeah, a, a lot of different Yeah, you've got a few books. books there. It's your classic kind of... And this is interesting working with the publisher because you start talking about width of your book. Oh, really? Uh, because you want it wide enough that says this this book has got meat to it. Mm-hmm. It's got credibility. It's got something to it. But not so wide that you look at it and you think, oh, my gosh, that looks like a Bible. That would take me a year and a half to read. Ah, Lord of the um, Rings. So you're looking around that. <laughs> it, it's about 200 pages. 200. Um, OK, fine. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that's a really interesting question because when obviously, I mean, you know, I come across these books, I tend to skim read them. I'm sorry for any authors listening. I do flick through looking for the juice. And there are one or two books in existence where I'm like, wow, you got paid for the word. Oh, my goodness. There are so many books like that. You could have just said it in one chapter. Absolutely. Now, I've read your book and your books distinctly not like that. Well, that's good news. That's Thank good you. news. That's good news. 
Um, how would you describe your book in terms of, is it like a self-help guide? Is it more of a toolkit? What, what is it? A bit of both. Oh. So uh, it's got three sections to it. The first part explains why confidence is not a good goal to aim for mm-hmm. uh, and why it is that I'm saying there's something else that's better than confidence. Actually, confidence isn't so helpful as a goal. It's also got a lot of myths around it. You know, people think, oh, some people are just massively confident and some people do well because they're confident. That's not the case. Let's have a look at an alternative. So part one kind of does the myth busting. Okay. Part two is then your toolkit. It's seven practical things you can do that are better than confidence to help you get what you want. So if you want to have a difficult conversation, if you want to apply for that promotion at work, these are seven tools that will help you do that in a much better way than working on your confidence. Understood. And then part three gives you the examples of how you would apply that. So if you were going for a difficult conversation or applying for a promotion, how might those tools work in that context? Mm, Kind of like a case study section. Yeah, and I guess that's where, to your point, it's kind of self-help because there's then a reflection section at the end of each chapter for you to say, well, what have I learned in this chapter? If that's my context right now, how am I going to use that? Um, So it's kind of meant to be a dip in and out you know, pick up the book when you are going to have a difficult conversation, when you are preparing to speak up more in meetings and you're scared about doing that. And the book will be that resource for to remind you of how you can prepare to do hmm. those in the most effective way. Almost like the book version of a, an online coach or mentor. You- and that's exactly how I wrote. I wrote it as though I was your coach there with you saying, OK, well, these are the questions I would ask you as your coach. Now you've got it in a book whenever you need it. It's a lot cheaper than a coaching session. It is indeed. Price is yet to be determined, <laughs> I believe. Mm, don't know about that. Um, so the journey of actually writing a book, what mm. made you pick up pen and paper in the first place? Well, as you suggested earlier, there's been quite some twists and turns to this journey. So mm-hmm. I'll tell you the long version of the story. We have time. Uh, we do. <laughs> uh, so this was January 2020. I was thinking about where my career was going where my life was going it was a good time to do a vision board if you've never done a vision board please go google that and look into it it's a great thing to do i was doing my vision board at the start of 2020 uh, with no idea of course of what was to come in march with covid Uh, and the thing that i kept sort of thinking around was reach so Mm -hmm. i have an incredible privilege of working with people day in day out who tell me I have changed their lives. Mm -hmm. I have said something or done something or most often given them space to think something through. And that has been incredibly powerful and transformational. That is an incredible privilege. And one of the things that strikes me is about reach. So I can only see so many people in a day, Mm -hmm. even if it's a big keynote speech with 600 people in an auditorium. There's only so many of those that you tend to get asked to do in a week. So I started thinking about, well, how do I reach more people? If, if the things that I say and the, the tools that I offer can be that transformational, I would like to offer that to more people. Mm-hmm. So the two main ways that I had in mind to do that were a TED Talk and a book. Mm. And so if I was going to do a TED Talk or write a book, what would it be on? And it was all for me about honest conversations. How do you help people have better conversations? That's what tends to transform in most of these settings that I have is helping people have better conversations. Now, TED Talks are notoriously difficult to get hold of, aren't they? They're not just um, given out. 
in terms of applying to be yeah. a TED speaker, um, it, it's not difficult. It's just that you've got to have a very clear, uh, it's called ideas worth sharing, right? You've got to have a big idea. Mm. And let's all have more honest conversations isn't really a big idea. Mm. And also, when I set out to write a book on honest conversations, there's just so much to say about how to have a good conversation that I found myself just getting lost and more lost and more lost about what to include in the book, what to take out of the book. And it just ended up feeling like a mess. Mm-hmm. Now, link that to what you were saying about my brand and we're launching HelenFruin.com. So you've kind of got Helen as part of Totem and then Helen as a, as a brand um, looking at increasing my one-to-one coaching profile and uh, launching different things through there. The book seemed like a really key part mm-hmm. of the business. So I'm saying I, I want to write a book. I think writing a book is good for reach. It's good for business. But this book that I'm writing, I'm, I'm just totally stuck on. Q Meltdown. Q Meltdown. <laughs> And in the middle of meltdown and many tears and reflections on what am I doing and why am I doing this anyway, uh, it was two weeks. And within two weeks, I had three conversations that totally changed my thinking. Conversations that made me realize that whilst honest conversations is important to me, and I'm sure I will write it, it will probably be book two. There is something underneath that that is getting in the way. That is actually the thing. When I say, oh, I think it's mostly honest conversations that have been transforming for people. No, it's the step before that. It's the how do I need to think about that conversation to have it go well? Mm-hmm. And what am I doing that's stopping me from even getting to that point? Because I don't think I'm confident enough. So I had three conversations, two workshops and a coaching session in that two week period that made me think, no, the book I need to write, the book that was actually bursting to come out of me was a book about not needing more confidence, mm. not needing to sit and wait and say, when I'm confident, I can do this. No, let's let's look at alternative thinking tools here that can get us there quicker. And once I decided that that was the book I was going to write, I just couldn't write it quick enough. It, it was bursting out of my veins. I couldn't get, couldn't type fast enough. And the entire book was written in two months. Yeah, and this is this is what's most remarkable, listeners, is it wasn't just a book you wrote in two months. I, I, honestly, there's about five years worth of marketing material, um, lectures, speaking sessions. It, it was an insane amount of work. I've only ever seen work created that quickly and that well when someone has utterly bought into whatever it is that you know when someone's really a a genuine passion project so um, i mean i was delighted um i didn't just (laughs) productivity level shut up it took me a week to read it but um you know uh, like you say in two months time you'd you'd written not just a book but all of the supporting material to go around it and um very very exciting Mm. um back to your point about the confidence being the underlying driver to good conversations what i find really interesting is if you go onto our youtube channel uh, youtube forward slash totem consulting uh you will find a playlist called three conversations this is where we've done a podcast and you've actually interviewed people and you've asked them about three conversations that they've had that have changed their lives if you go back and watch them there's about 10 of them you'll 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 you'll, you'll hear that actually what helen has said about that first step not necessarily mm. being 
I must have the difficult conversation. It was their mindset and their change in mindset to having that conversation. And that's part of where these seven tools, I think, have really come from is that that underlying truth is there. I think more importantly, who is this book actually aimed for or to or at? <laughs> or uh, all of the above. Or all of the above. Uh, so there's two things in my mind. One as a business owner mm-hmm. and one as a coach, consultant, mentor, sounding board, all of the above. Um, and that, that latter part is ultimately why I set out to write a book in the first place is to write the book for people who think they need more confidence. Mm -hmm. So if you're hearing someone say, oh, I can't do that, I'm not confident enough, or when I'm more confident, I will do this, or they've been given feedback by their manager that they just need more confidence, then this book is for them. It's for them to learn that it's not confidence they need, it's something else. It's more useful thinking tools and practical things that they can do. Because just to be clear, the problem with confidence is we're not clear on what it is. So if I sit here and say, oh, I'm going to work on my confidence, nobody knows what to do. Whereas if you have useful thinking tools, then I've actually got a step-by-step process to work through. So it's for people who think they need confidence. Mm Mm-hmm. When I say from a business owner perspective and thinking about business development and and brand development and so on, I guess you've got two pieces there. One is for people who are looking for a coach and the book could be a way of introducing me as their coach. Like I say, the, the book is written as though I'm coaching you. So if you were to read the book and then think I'd like more coaching, well then come and find me. Uh, And indeed, HR directors, learning and development managers who are looking for leadership development programs, perhaps confidence being a big part of accelerator programs for underrepresented groups. How often do we do that? How often do we have a women's leadership program and we tell women to have more gravitas or to have more confidence? This gives them something better. So a few different answers to that question. Perfect. I guess before we close might be putting you on the spot here this could be a mean question uh i've been in this for two months and arguably 20 years this is 20 years of my life that has gone into this book i just got it all out in two months you've read it once how would you describe the book to people listening no pressure answer to that question (laughs) i'm not asking you to say like i liked it or like how would you describe it as a as content um i think like you say uh, like I said earlier, I do I do skim read books. I'm very naughty for that. Um, <laughs> it's what we all do. It's, it's what we all do. The where I didn't skim, I didn't skim read parts one and parts two. Um, so part one is basically it's an introduction to you. And I think what was really interesting when you said um, it's a, it's a marketing tool for you as a coach that really resonated with me because we do a lot of. Um, free coaching taster sessions where you meet the coach beforehand and you get a feel for their vibe and how they're going to work with you that first chapter that first part that those first few chapters where you're actually introducing yourself and you're doing some myth busting you as a personality came across really strongly in that in that session um i found it to be incredibly engaging stuff um and it, it really just sets the tone for the entire book um as a curiosity there that i really enjoyed um, and a humidity as well, you know, you know, but, but but also experience it. Yeah. I'm going to start blowing smoke. <laughs> um, My question wasn't, please blow smoke up my ass. Uh, no. <laughs> the question was, how would you describe it? Yeah, like I say, I'm trying, I'm trying to get there with fewer words. <laughs> um, first, first part of the book is a great introduction to you. And I think that's 
that's awesome. Um, it's the myth busting and the kind of dismantling of some of the, the untruths that we have around confidence. Like you say, how guilty are we of saying it to people? Um, and actually there's some really practical steps that you can, you can take. And then part two is a seven step. It sounds more like alcoholics and ominous, but the, <laughs> you know, the, there are, there are steps that you can take in, in fact, practical steps that you can take to improve how you think and feel about certain situations. And it, like you said, it was a really useful toolkit. It, it kind of felt like something that you would put on a shelf and not read entirely in one go. Mm-hmm. It would actually, you would want to come back to it and just say, oh, hold on a minute, I've forgotten this bit. Um, or I'm struggling on this bit. Mm. Is this something? is now my challenge. Let this me get is now my that. challenge, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I found it to be the first, the first half of the book, it felt very similar to other self-help books that I've come across or the management leadership training books that I've read. The middle part was just very distinctive, okay. very distinctive and much more like a toolkit, a toolbox. Um, you don't always need a spanner. Sometimes you need a screwdriver kind mm. of flavor to it. And um, yeah, highly enjoyable for that, really. I'm quite excited by that because uh, one of the things that I love about reading other management and leadership and self-help books is the kind of conceptual here's an idea piece Mm. and then the thing that drives me crazy is that it's not practical enough to to translate that so to hear you say that the part two was quite distinctive Mm. i'm hearing it the way i want to hear it which is (laughs) that because it's more practical than most of the books out there absolutely i'd agree with that assessment of then i shall take that positive feedback and enjoy it very much thank you very much awesome (laughs) cool um, so as you can probably guess, listeners, there, there are changes afoot in the world of Totem. Um, we're very excited. We haven't quite buttoned everything down yet. Um, we are getting close, very close. And over the next few podcasts, I'm no doubt we'll be introducing those changes. Um, as always, thank you for listening. Do subscribe and click buttons and acknowledge your interest in me and you speaking <laughs> forever. And uh, hopefully we will see you in a few weeks time. Thank you.